You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hour number three here on The Dan Patrick Show. What's up, ladies and germs? It's me, Jason McIntyre, joined by Rob Parker, the esteemed Detroit legend. We are coming to you live from Los Angeles. Hope everybody had an outstanding food-filled Thanksgiving. The holiday season is in full swing. I don't know about you, Rob, but I love me some Christmas music. And I do love how the bumper music through from here until Christmas is going to be Christmas music. Do you got a favorite Christmas tune you want to drop on the audience right now? You know what's so funny is I'm big into Christmas music, and I do listen to it on Sirius uh, during the holiday season. But my favorite Christmas song never actually mentions Christmas in it. It's only played during the holiday season. Isn't that weird? It doesn't what, what, mention anything. Baby, it's cold outside. Oh, that's old you, school. Jeez. Is that the, the Dean Martin version? Dean Martin, which is, yes. I have that which downloaded. Is a, yep. That's a great song. Yeah. And it's only played because it's talking about the elements of the winter. But it doesn't mention the holiday. It has nothing to do with Christmas, but it's a great song. Yeah. If you've never heard it, Baby, It's Cold Outside. I'm sure a lot of people have sang it, but but the Dean Martin version, I love that song. Solid, no doubt. Uh, the one that I've gotten into, gosh, I'm, I, I listen, I keep it 100 with you guys. I'm not, I'm not afraid to uh, admit anything. This is a national radio show with massive reach. I do the same on my podcast. It's why it's successful. I like the Kelly Clarkson song. The Kelly Clarkson Christmas song. My daughter did some figure skating for like five minutes until my wife and I were like, listen, <laughs> this is too much work for us driving to arenas. It's freezing. And that Look at Kelly- that. You're not going to take it. Let your daughter have her dream we because did. Well, you're she had fun with it. But Rob, you know how it is. Well, I don't know if you know how it is with the kids. But like, I can't drive two hours to an ice skating performance and then she performs for five minutes and we got to turn around and drive back. Like, that's just <laughs> not, that's not my deal. Basketball, I'll drive you anywhere. Soccer, deal. Uh, gymnastics, eh, we'll see. Um, but the, the Kelly Clarkson Christmas song, can you give me the name of it, Ryan? You know the one You don't even is. know the name of it. I, 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 I'm really? drawing a blank because I'm thinking about all my, my Dak Prescott debate that we're, we're going to have here in a second. Ryan, can you hook me up with the Kelly Clarkson? Underneath well, the tree! Thank you! That song will put a smile on your face. I will be jumping and dancing in the car, and now I'm embarrassed. All right, Rob Parker. I, 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 do, I do want you to look at, real quick, I sent you and Ryan, our producer, a text. Uh-oh. Did you see the picture? Can you just look at it real quick before uh, this we get better into not the Cowboys? Be, this better not be a not safe for work image. No, oh, of oh, course okay. I'm not doing uh, it. Yes, that's funny. When you think it's Black Friday, but it's actually people returning their Cowboys jerseys. It's a that long line outside this building, and that's what it was. That's funny. After after the Cowboys lost at home to the Raiders. I don't know. Oh, okay. Listen, you yeah. know me. I'm a gambler. Uh, sports gambling is what I do for Fox Sports. I love it. Gambling is no different than the stock market, right? This is a great buy low opportunity on the Cowboys. Everybody's selling Dallas. Oh, they stink. Their defense is a joke. Anthony Brown is the worst quarterback in the league. Four, four flags. I just want to remind people when you can get a value stock such as the Dallas Cowboys off losing, I think, three or four, you got to grab it. Okay, they they did not have Randy Gregory. They did not have Demarcus Lawrence, their best two pass rushers. Uh, Derek Carr was wearing a tuxedo in the pocket. The cornerbacks will be better once you get a pass rush. And when those guys come back and the receivers, C.D. Lamb comes back, Amari Cooper, hopefully he got the Vax, maybe even he got the booster. Uh, I think the Cowboys are going to be fine. Rob, I still think this is one of the top three teams in the NFC. I'm not selling their stock after a home loss to the Raiders, which was a bad loss. 
they, I, I don't even understand, given their history, given the coach that they have, given the undisciplined with the penalties, given, I mean, all the bad stuff. They've lost three out of four. They lost a terrible game to Denver at home. They lose to a a a, a uh, Raiders team going nowhere fast. Three losses in a row have all kind of turmoil. They can't win that game. They haven't been to the NFC Championship game since 1996. Ever since uh, Jerry Jones took over the franchise and turned it into a mom and pop store, they've won nothing. They've won nothing. And people keep propping up the Dallas Cowboys as if they're, they're, they're not one of the best teams, the top three teams in the NFC. They're in a terrible division. They've uh, gotten fat off of beating those teams. And when it mattered most, right after a 6-1 and one start, they had a schedule that easily a good team would have won three out of four, maybe would have lost to Kansas City, and Kansas City had been scuffling going into that game, barely beating Jordan Love and the Packers, barely beating the Giants by three points, a bad Giants team, and yet they got steamrolled, were never in that game in Kansas City. They beat up, even though they scored 33 points at home, they still lost, and people are still trying to convince you that the Dallas Cowboys have something going. Count me out, Jason McIntyre. I'm not buying the Cowboys, not buying that Dak Prescott was ever in the running for MVP, not buying the phony numbers against and the big numbers against the bad teams. I'm not buying any of that. Okay. The Cowboys are who we thought they were, which is they will be on the outside looking in when it comes to when the big boys show up for the postseason. Okay, Rob, that's all fair. I can I'm not going to bother argue uh, the history uh, lesson. Thank you for that, by the way. The Dallas Cowboys historically have stunk. All that being said, toss it out the window. It's irrelevant. Dak wasn't on those teams in the early 2000s. Okay, Mike McCarthy wasn't the coach. They didn't have Zeke and C.D. Lamb. Let's look at this season and what do the numbers tell you? The numbers don't lie, okay? Humans lie a lot. Players lie. Coaches lie. The numbers don't lie. And Dallas right now is the fourth most efficient team in the NFL currently. They rank eighth in offensive efficiency, fourth in defense. Why are they fourth in defense? Well, like you said, they beat up a lot of bad teams and their defense showed well. Okay. That being said, the defense isn't even healthy. If we're going to give Rob the Green Bay Packers a pass because they don't have Jair Alexander, excuse me, and the edge rushers, we got to give Dallas a little bit of a pass. They haven't had Demarcus Lawrence, their best defender. They haven't had uh, Randy Gregory since he's gone out. The pass rush has been non-existent. This week, they did not have C.D. Lamb, who's emerging as one of the ten best receivers in the were league. Were they favorites? They in did the, not have. They game? were favorites. They did not okay. have Amari Cooper. Right. So, if you, if, I think the common, obvious, you know, look is, oh, Dallas lost the game. They stink. They're terrible. I'm looking at it as a gambler. Oh man, this is a good buy low opportunity. Give me some Cowboys. If their odds changed to win the NFC East, to win the Super Bowl, I know Philly's coming. I know Washington's not dead yet. But Dallas is still a big flashing buy, folks. The reality is this team's going to be there, maybe in the NFC Championship game. They're trending downward. Three losses in the last four games. I, I think people got crazy. Even when they beat the Falcons 43-3, to that terrible franchise, people were ranting and raving about the Cowboys. That, that's what they were ranting and raving about. And uh, instead, 
it's been bad since then. Uh, that Chiefs game, nine points, uh, that was another stinker. Uh, the Raiders, of course, another, that team, a bad team, should have beaten them up, even with all the missing pieces and parts. They still were in that game. They still scored 33 points. And that, those are the things you got to look at. It's the trends of now. You can't tell me about September and October games. We're in December almost. And you're talking about games they won in the first two months of the season? No. I want to talk about where they are now going forward. Right. Well, where they and are that, now. And that's the problem I have is that they're trending downward. You could go ahead and say it's a great buy uh, gambling-wise and, and pile up and you'll be stuck holding the bag but like why, everybody Rob, else has the last 25 years when it comes they, to the Cowboys. Why have they lost three or four? Well, they didn't have Tyron Smith against Denver and the Chiefs. He's one of the best NFL left tackles in the league. injuries are part of the NFL. What about NFL? the last Stop two weeks? Did they on, have you a, can't look do at, that every Look week. at that offense in the you second half do that every against week. Kansas City without their top two receivers. You could go ahead and take almost any team in the league – outside of Brady and Rodgers, take away their top two receivers, and they're going to sputter, and they're going to stink. What, and top two yes, receivers out against the Broncos? No, against the Broncos, they did not have Tyron Smith, okay. and it was clearly a massive letdown after the win against Cooper Rush. I'm not excusing the loss. That's a bad loss. You shouldn't lose to Teddy Two Gloves. You should not lose to Teddy Covers, Teddy Bridgewater. They were down 30 to nothing after like 50 minutes. That's a gutless performance. It looked terrible. You could tell they were feeling themselves after winning with Cooper Rush in Minnesota. Okay? And Dak probably wasn't 100%. But whatever. You move on from that game. Rob, I don't know if it's maybe um, I'm getting the fumes from the California Kush that everybody smokes out here. But maybe I'm getting a little zen. One of my new mantras in life, and I suggest taking this on for 2022. It's helped me immensely. Never get too high. Never get too low. In life, in sports, I didn't get too high when Dallas won 43-3 to against the Falcons. All right, you I'm didn't, not gonna but, get but too there were low. a lot of people who went crazy. I'm over. not going to get too low because they choked against the Raiders as favorites on Thanksgiving at home and lose in overtime without, I don't know, three of their top five players, uh, top seven players. I'm not going to get too low. I'm going to look holistically at this team and say, man, this is a good buying opportunity when they had so many injuries. Yeah, g- give me some more Dallas. Just as I did when Aaron Rodgers was out and that defense fought hard. Green Bay, by the way, in Kansas City. I mean, they were with, they were in that game, right, Robin, in the fourth quarter with Jordan Love, who, who I don't know if he's ready to coach a uh, quarterback a college football team. That's how bad he looked. I thought Green Bay was a buy. I'm telling you right now, Rob, you ask me who are the best teams in the NFC. I think Tampa is up there. I think Green Bay, once they get healthy on defense, is going to be very dangerous if they can get their left tackle situation figured out. I like the Rams with with Matt Stafford, and I like the Dallas Cowboys. Those, for me, are the four clear-cut best teams. And I know I didn't mention Arizona, and a lot of people are going to be upset. Arizona has nine wins, and you're putting the Cowboys ahead of them, which makes no sense to me. I mean, yeah. I, I think it's total disrespect, and I don't, I, I don't understand why you don't have Arizona in your top four. I'd have Dallas uh, in the top seven or whatever, but I don't have them ahead of Arizona with the most wins. They went into L.A. They beat up the Rams in a big game. Uh, they did lose to Green Bay at home. That was a bad loss. They've battled their own injuries. They've gone and beaten teams without Hopkins 
and and yeah. and without Kyler Murray, that they didn't use yeah. those excuses because they're a good team. Yeah. Go look at those games that they won that they had no business winning without their quarterback and top receiver. But you sit around and make excuses that the Cowboys have lost because they're missing people. The NFL, you miss people. People get hurt. Players get hurt all the time. You know what? The next guy has to get it together. Yeah. So here's the thing about Arizona. If you guys listen to my podcast, Straight Fire, you know I've loved Arizona. I picked them to make the playoffs. Go ahead and look up all the pundits back in August. Almost nobody had Arizona in the playoffs. I like this team a lot. I've got a good connection with the with the organization. And I've liked Arizona a lot this season. I've bet on them and won a lot of money. That being said, my concern, Rob, is Kyler Murray. We've now seen two straight seasons where he's a small quarterback and he's broken down. And when he's hurt, they are far from a good football team. I don't think Colt McCoy can go win in the playoffs. I like the idea of sitting Kyler Hill. Now I've had a full month with that high ankle sprain to be out. A full month. Okay, my problem is if he's not 100 percent, there's no way this team's doing any damage in the playoffs. And I also question against good teams. Can the defense get it done? We know the offense, if Kyler's healthy, is going to be there. But, Rob, this is a defense that got dump trucked at home by P.J. Walker and Cam Newton a couple weeks ago. We talk about bad losses. They got destroyed. They got curb stomped at home by Carolina. And it, it wasn't I know the offense was bad, but the defense couldn't stop them. That's what makes me nervous, the Arizona defense and Kyler Murray's health. Those are two massive red flags for the Cardinals heading into the playoffs. But, but somehow they've won nine games, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, 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 I get it. Playing in the toughest division in the football. I mean, I, you got to give them credit for where they are and what they've been able to do. Um, and and I, I think Arizona, obviously you've got to have your quarterback healthy long-term, but they've been able to manage and get through this, and it's been pretty amazing uh, where they are. And even in that game that they lost to Green Bay, if you remember, uh, they lost 24-21, and Murray had the interception in the end zone, right? You remember they were marching. Uh, I, Murray had it, the interception, or A.J. Green didn't know what the hell he was doing and didn't well, turn I around. Mean, still was an interception on Murray's record, uh, right? Yes or no? Uh, it, counts. It, it counts for Murray, but I don't think that was his fault. Okay, I mean, if you're still, AJ counts, Green, you're I'm not saying. blocking on that play right there. There's, you're not blocking like it's all a running play. All I'm saying play. is they had a chance to win that game they as did. well. So I, I, I take a look at what they've been able to do. It's been pretty incredible. Who do you trust more um, in the playoffs, uh, Matt Stafford or Kyler Murray? Uh, Kyler Murray. <laughs> I've seen Matthew Stafford. I've just, I've seen, and I'm not buying into him until he proves to me. That he can win a big game. Okay. And if they lose in the first, if they lose in the first round, I want you to have me on your podcast, uh, straight fire. Well, I'll dump water on your straight fire uh, podcast. Okay. Who do you trust more as a coach, Cliff okay. Kingsbury or McVay? Well, ah. McVay got undressed by uh, uh, Bill Belichick and couldn't make any adjustments. You that remember was in the Super Bowl? No, no, the uh, yeah, coach it was in, in the, the Super Bowl, and they came into the Super Bowl averaging. 33.6 points a game, and they scored a t- grand total of three. Okay, wait. And he was undressed, and the only field, the only three points came on an 89-yard field goal. Wait. That's how bad uh, he up. got undressed. So are you taking Cliff Kingsbury over no, I'm not, Sean McVay? No, I'm, you not, do- I'm not saying that, but before so who you you're got? ready to— who you got? Well, before you're Come ready on. to hoist up— Don't sit I, on the fence. No, I'm not, I don't sit on the fence. Okay, you know so who you got? Me. Kingsbury or McVeigh? Who you trust well, more? Well, I'll take McVeigh because he got there, All but right. I'm just saying don't try to act like he's done something 
or he's uh, the greatest coach since sliced bread. That's I just all. want to remind some people of the stuff Kingsbury pulled last year in the second half of the season. He was the biggest liability outside of Kyler Murray's health. So I, I know we're going in on Arizona, and we should have been let you go in on uh, Dallas. But do you have a final word on Dak Prescott, uh, Rob? Yeah, I just think that as time goes on, there's still more to prove. And I think some people tried to push him in the top tier. I think even you agree he's not in the top tier quarterback. Well, he's not. Wait, 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 wait. So if there's 32 t- uh, teams in the NFL, what would the top tier be? The, t- uh, top-, the top tier would be uh, Eight Aaron or- Rodgers, Tom Brady, uh, Patrick Mahomes. Okay. He's not in that group. And and that's well, a, a well, an that's, elite, not, I mean, uh, that's a small on. group. Well, uh, well, that's top, the top well, tier. Timeout. Okay, the top tier. You he's can't not be just in that the top tier. three. So, but wait no, a minute. No, but that's on, the that, top those, tier. Those are three of the he's greatest not in that ever. group. But I think people, when they look at some of his numbers, think that he ranks up there. Nobody and it's would just put not Dak Prescott in the same class as those three guys. But you don't have Aaron Rodgers in that group. I said Aaron Rodgers. I said Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Tom Brady. Those are okay. Those, what okay, I would sorry. consider those are the top, top three. Tier. So yeah, then, fine. The, what's the next tier? You got to have Dak in there. Lamar. Well, Lamar Herbert? should be La, Lamar should be in there. Stafford. Obviously. Um, I have to take a look at uh, all my Kirk Cousins numbers. And again, I, I, listen, I'm not a Kirk Cousins guy, but Rob, it's undeniable. Kirk Cousins has been great this year. I'm just telling you right now, if they beat San Fran. And I, I I don't really have a good their read rec- on that. What is their record? Uh, I think they're five and five, five. and six, or five and f- yeah. five. Uh, listen, maybe it's six and five. I don't know. Uh, but bottom line, if they beat San Fran, they will firmly be in the playoff mix. I, now I don't know about that. The line has had some wonky movement. It was two and a half San Fran. Now it's three and a, or trending toward three and a half. So somebody knows something about the Vikings. They had that defensive lineman. Um, with that sketchy moment on social media, I, I, it sounds like he's having a mental health thing. He doesn't sound like he's going to play. But if Kirk Cousins wins that game, and I know you're not going to want to hear this, but we need to readjust the MVP discussion and include Kirk Cousins, who is having an unbelievable, unbelievable season as a quarterback. Kirk Cousins will not win the MVP with a 500 record. He's not. He's not 500. If he gets to 10 and 10 and seven, can he win the MVP? Yeah, I'd, I'd have to see it to believe it. I, I don't believe that uh, that would be the case. Not yet. All right, coming up next here on the Dan Patrick Show, uh, back by popular demand, yes, I see you guys' tweets that you want us to go back and discuss Curry. It just so <laughs> happens that during the last commercial break, your boy, that's me, went out and found all of the Steph Curry fourth quarter and overtime playoff stats. No, no, and oh, okay. guess what? Fourth quarter and overtime. That's clutch, right? Those are the big ones. No, no, You'll no, no, never no. I got the what number. I found I got with the Steph number. Curry, no. fourth quarter, he's, overtime playoff he's shots. He's 0 for 8. You're going to love he's it. That's next eight. year. Rob Parker and Jason McIntyre on the Dan Patrick Show. Coming to you live from Los Angeles on Black Friday. Hope everybody's had a great Thanksgiving, and um, hopefully nobody's getting any Black Friday fights over lawn chairs. I think those days are over. Stores. It used to be a big deal you remember that i mean well, what, things what have changed? calmed down because oh, of covid I, th- I think so also if you remember stores used to open on thanksgiving night and they've stopped doing that because they they realized let people have their family time right it's just not that important and yeah i think right we've gone backwards from that i think that was getting out of hand i'm glad that's a good right? point yeah, yeah. We, we don't need people i, I was glad that blue. there were no stores open yesterday although right? i will say i did yeah who, who's going to the store on thanksgiving i will say right. i did see video of a fight at the cowboys game a couple women throwing haymakers 
while waiting in line for uh, a greasy hot dog or whatever. Is that right? Yeah, I saw it on IG. It it was, I mean, listen, a couple women just throwing punches and pulling hair at Cowboy Stadium. Anyways. Hair pulling, huh? Yeah, it got got a little physical. (laughs) Uh, Quick read here. Intelligence runs in the family. Innovation runs in the family. Extraordinary runs in the family. The 2021 Mercedes-Benz range of SUVs. Every member is waiting to impress. Learn more at MBUSA.com. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. All right, Rob Parker. If you could, um, you know, have a shoot-off with any player in the league, I'm sure you'd pick Steph Curry. You get on the court with him, get to shoot a bunch of shots. He's the greatest shooter in NBA history. He's a generational talent. He has had, I would say he's one of the five or six most impactful basketball players in the last 50 years. You know, That's he's up the there with Michael Jordan, LeBron, Magic, Bird. And despite all that being true, you want to say he can't make clutch shots because... No, no. My, my only thing is when you talk about somebody being the greatest shooter of all time, that, that, let's just stick to what we are. I'm not saying he can't play. He's a bum. He hasn't done anything. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is... When you talk about the greatest of all time, you're going to nitpick and you're going to go through their career, take a look at what they've accomplished or what they've done. And a lot of that uh, makes people uh, feel a certain way. I covered Michael Jordan and LeBron James. I've been at, I've seen both play. Okay. A lot of guys haven't seen Michael Jordan play. I was there when he made that shot against Craig Elo and the Cavaliers. I was sitting courtside. I watched the game. I've seen him make plays and, and do things where you just can't believe his impact in big situations and coming through. If you're going to say that Steph Curry is the greatest shooter of all time, you got to take into consideration that he's never, not, this is not feelings, this is, these are facts, not feelings, never made a go-ahead shot in the final 24 seconds of a fourth <laughs> quarter or overtime playoff game. Now, hold on. <laughs> and you want to talk about clutch situations, okay? Potential go-ahead field goals in the playoffs in the final 24 seconds. 24 seconds. Since, okay. since 2001, LeBron James has made nine. Kobe made four. Kevin Durant made four. Manu Ginobili made four. Oh, Manu Ginobili. Paul Pierce made four. And guess what? Down at the bottom, Steph Curry, 0 for 9. And, it, and you earlier talked about Russell Westbrook and how he's not a good shooter, right? But Russell Westbrook is 0 for 7 in the same exact scenario. Oh, God. So my point oh my is, God. when you talk about great, you also <laughs> talk about clutch. He hasn't been clutch. That's a fact when the game is on the line, not making a shot in the fourth quarter. Oh, fourth quarter's but, not no, clutch. No, no, no. Only 24 seconds, right? Yes, that's because clutch. that's crunch time at the end when oh. you need a basket. So you want to go to the guy who's the greatest shooter. Jason, you know what I'm talking about. No, Let's no, go no, back. Hold on. No, I One don't. more thing, <laughs> and I'll let you go. One more thing. Okay. All right. <laughs> in 2019, I remember when they were playing Toronto and there was a chance to uh, wait, hold on. Is that, the the se- wait, is that the series where Kevin Durant was out and Clay went out as well? Yes. That's okay. the most fraudulent yes. hold title on. in NBA history. That's no, right. okay. I want, but I want. Okay, but still in that I game, make sure we're talking about the same game. Yes, 2019. In that game, despite no Durant, despite um, who um, Clay, despite those guys being out, the Warriors actually had a chance to win that game 
They were they were down by one with 10 seconds to go. Mm. Go back and watch the videotape. They draw up a play. Steph gets a clean look at the basket. Oh, man. And he misses he missed the a shot. shot. Oh, my God. There goodness. was your opportunity to force a game seven. People would have said, look at Steph. Nobody. No KD. <laughs> no Clay. And you know what I say when there was no clay? No way, because Steph couldn't make the shot. He had the shot. All he needed to do, he could have stepped in and made a two instead of making a three, but he couldn't even make that. And my point is, I'm not going to crown a guy the greatest shooter of all time when he ha- his body of work, his resume, in clutch moments is a big, fat zero. That's all I'm saying. Interesting. Okay, so um, yeah, Rob, Rob made a, com- a passionate impassioned, whatever, plea, okay? I'm just going to quickly, before we get to our guest, who's very good in a second. Steph Curry has played over 10 seasons. He's taken over 13,000 shots. And we want to boil his career of clutch shooting down to eight shots in the final 24 seconds. That, my friends, is complete and utter balderdash. According to tracking data since 2013, fourth quarter, three-point shots, fourth quarter and overtime, in the playoffs, Steph Curry has made 51 of them, 48%. Number one by over 20%, James Harden second. So fourth quarter, and over, but fourth quarter and overtime don't matter. It only matters in the final 24 seconds, according to Rob Parker. All right, let's Chauncey get to our Phillips had nine shots in that same let's, scenario, and he made three. Chauncey That's why they call him okay, Mr. Yeah. Big Shot. Oh, Mr. Yeah. Big. Chauncey Phillips, greatest shooter in NBA history. Curry's led the league in threes seven times. He's not the greatest. Okay, Tyler Dragon, sports reporter for USA Today, joining us. Tyler, how are you this morning? I'm doing good. I can't believe Rob is hating on Steph Curry, though. That, <laughs> yeah, that, that is I, of all the guys, right? LeBron, first is LeBron, and now it's Steph Curry. I don't know. I what, don't know, Rob. Come what's on, that song, Tyler? It, when they when, they only hate on you when you're doing something. Um, right, right. You know, hustle hard, stack paper. That's all LeBron and Curry do. Two generational talents, and Rob wants to hate on oh, them. Hey, hey, let me switch this to football to you. You know why Marv Levy, who went to four straight Super Bowls as coach of the Buffalo Bills, isn't considered the greatest, one of the greatest coaches ever? Because he didn't win. So, so you do have to make shots. You do have to win. It's not about going to the Playboy Mansion and standing out front. It's about getting in. And all I'm saying is if you're going to make Steph Curry the greatest shooter ever, give me some evidence of clutch shots that mattered most where he rallied his team so, and you can't and give me any. Tyler, that's the beauty of it. He he t- he carries the same silly nonsensical argument to Matt Stafford <laughs> in the NFL. And he's saying Matt Stafford is garbage because he's never won a big game. I never called him garbage. You said never he was trash. You, you basically said Matt Stafford doesn't even belong in the NFL. Tyler, I am curious. Matt Stafford was an MVP candidate when they were 7-1, and one, and now everybody wants to toss him out like he's garbage because they've lost two games and he hasn't performed well. Where are you currently on Matt Stafford and the Rams? Well, he's still ranked number five in the league in overall passing yards. He's having a really good season, one of the best of his career, and the Rams are right in the thick of things in the NFC playoff race. So I have Matthew Stafford as a fringe top 10 quarterback, maybe at that 10 10 to 11 range. I mean, there are a lot of great quarterbacks in the National Football League. Now, I will say he's not the best quarterback in Los Angeles. Just that belongs to Justin Herbert. Wow. Uh, but that's not a knock on Matthew Stafford. He is a, a good quarterback. He's fringe top 10. I would probably wow. have him in that 10 
to twelve range. So, so um, I don't want to pin you down too much here, but can you can you name those ten? I mean, I know you don't. You might not have it in front of you. Can can I name those ten? Well, Patrick Mahomes. Yes, first we'll give foremost, you three. Number one, Rogers, Brady, I, Mahomes. Um, right. We'll give you uh, yes. Okay, Brady Mahomes, um, Lamar Jackson. <laughs> I will put Whoop. Josh Allen over him. Uh, Dak Prescott, um, <sighs> Justin Herbert, who I uh, just said. What? What is that? How many have I named off the top of my right. head? It's hard to six. do it off yeah. the top of the head, but <laughs> that's fine. Tyler, Tyler, right. Tyler Murray, who Tyler hasn't Murray. played in a month. Right, but his numbers were Kyler great Murray going into MVP, that. Yes, Kyler Murray was the MVP candidate before he hurt his ankle. Oh, I didn't even mention Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay Packers. I mean, that's what? That's almost 10 right there, isn't it? So, yeah, Q, according to QBR, <laughs> Matt Stafford is Ru- the number Russell, one quarterback in the league. Russell Wilson, before he got – I would choose Russell Wilson any day over Matthew Stafford. So, again, th- those are names right there mm, easily. In my opinion, better than Matthew Stafford, Oof. but that's not a knock on Stafford either. And you have to keep in mind he has one of the best offensive minds in the National Football League as a head coach in Sean McVay. Sean McVay made Jared Goff look really good <laughs> for a first couple. So, uh, so did Sean McVay throw those passes, or was it Jared Goff? It was Jared Goff, okay. but it was the All system. Right. It was the system around Jared Goff that made him look really good for the first couple seasons under Sean McVay. And then Sean McVay figured out that he couldn't fix some of the deficiencies Jared Goff has had, some of the throws he couldn't make, and that's why he traded him to Detroit. Let's let's flip over to the Dallas Cowboys. You have uh, Dak Prescott. Some people think he's an elite quarterback. I happen not to think so. A terrible loss. Uh, they were out of the game. He played poorly against Kansas City. Uh, last last night uh, to lose to a, a disheveled and going nowhere Raiders team that had lost three in a row. What do you make of the Cowboys who have now lost three or four, including that ugly game against Denver as well? Well, the good thing for the Dallas Cowboys, they are in the NFC least. So they don't have a lot of competition in their division. They're still 7-4. They're the only team in the NFC East with a winning record currently. Now, that was a bad loss. Uh, They should have beaten the Las Vegas Raiders. They were at home, Thanksgiving Day game, national game. But I'm surprised that defense didn't play a little bit better. We know they were shorthanded on the offensive end. But to allow Derek Carr to have over 370 yards passing, uh, he completed the football to eight different receivers. And then I also have to call out Anthony Brown. How many penalties do you need to have? And I know Cowboys fans dislike some of the calls, but those were legit defensive penalties on Anthony Brown. So I'm disappointed. I think they overlooked the Raiders on Thanksgiving, and that's why they lost the game. But in the grand scheme of things, they're still going to win the division, and they're still going to enter the playoffs. But you would like to see them playing better at this point of the season because the playoffs are just right around the corner. Is it a tough, though, Tyler, to really handicap the Cowboys given no Randy Gregory, who was playing at an all-pro level, uh, no Demarcus Lawrence, their best defender, no Amari Cooper, no C.D. Lamb, like – when you're down four of your, I don't know, top nine players, I don't want to give them a pass, but I'm just going to say I, no, I'm, you're giving I'm not them a shocked. Pass. That's what you're doing. I'm not shocked that, that yes, they lost that game. That's, that's giving them a pass because then you look at the other side, the Las Vegas Raiders don't have their coach anymore because he sent racist emails. He's been they going to have their number. 
they don't have their number one traffic in Henry Ruggs, who is um, doing his own situation, and a cornerback who also got released, uh, Damon Arnett. So it's not like the Las Vegas Raiders aren't going through anything either. They've gone through unprecedented times with their franchise. So they've been battling adversity as well. The Dallas Cowboys should have won that game. They have the better team, and Dak Prescott was the best overall player in that team. You still have Ezekiel Elliott at running back, so they should have won that game at home. That was a bad loss for Dallas. Here's another thing coming off Thanksgiving. Uh, Lions are now 0-10-1. A lot of people in NFL America want the Lions off on Thanksgiving Day. I don't (laughs) believe in that. I think it's a tradition that should stay. It was started by the uh, Lions owner in 1934, and it's about the people in the city more so than the football team. Where are you on the Lions being the featured game at 1230 Eastern on Thanksgiving Day? Should that continue or should the NFL think about changing that? Well, that stadium was half empty. So uh, um, some of the people in Detroit aren't caring either anymore with the Detroit Lions. It's, they need to put a better product on the field. And I'm getting a little tired of watching Lions games on television. And, you know, yesterday's game between the Lions and Bears, that was a snoozer. Let's be honest now. Both these teams aren't going anywhere. Um, I am pleased that the Bears did end up winning that game, and the Lions, for that side, man, for them to not have a win in November is awful and you really have to start pointing the finger not only at the head coach but all those players because it's hard not to win a game and now an 18 uh, week schedule in the NFL so this Detroit Lions team I covered them a few weeks ago when they played the Cincinnati Bengals at home and I I thought I was at a high school football game with how quiet (laughs) that stadium was and they got pummeled by the Bengals. So this Lions team, I really have to start looking and calling out Dan Campbell. He is on the hot seat as we speak. Uh, so, Tyler, who you got is the, uh, the best team in the NFC and the best team in the AFC at this juncture? Man, that is so inconsistent with all these teams in each conference. In the AFC, I probably have to stick with the Kansas City Chiefs. I know they struggle for a while, but I think they ride the ship. But that's all out of reputation, though, right? It's not really because they play great. They're on a winning streak right now, and Patrick Mahomes is playing better. He's not turning the ball over at the rate that he was at the beginning of the season. So I have to go with the Kansas City Chiefs and the AFC. I think they're going to win that division and maybe have a bye in the playoffs. And then the NFC, I would probably – even though they lost the game, I will pick the Packers Ooh. right now. But I'm interested to see when Kyler Murray comes back healthy and DeAndre Hopkins because that team, they're a legit contender the way I saw them play. No and Tom Brady. DeAndre, huh? No Tom Brady. I, I would oh. pick the Packers right now, but the Arizona Cardinals would be 1B. Okay. That's fair. I think I think the Packers at this point, with the kind of wins they had, the thirty-seven second win at San Francisco, beating uh, Arizona when they were seven and zero, missing their three top receivers. I think there are a couple games that they've won this year, and they've been consistent, especially after that blowout on the opener, uh, for the most part. And they they and the almost re- they almost beat Minnesota. Yeah, the, one of the main reasons why I picked the Packers, they've shown me different types of ways to win. 
They were without uh, Devontae Adams in that game versus the Cardinals, and they really beat them running the football with uh, A.J. Dillon, Dillon and uh, Aaron Jones. So when you can run the football, oh, and then you have arguably the best receiver in the National Football League and arguably the uh, top two quarterback in the NFL, that's a team that can do a lot of things, especially come playoff time. So I, I have the Packers number one right now. Wow. All right. <laughs> I, I sound like I shocked you. I mean, yeah, I, I well, just don't get how you're not putting the Tampa Bay Bucks in there. I know Rob hates Tom Brady with a passion. Would you stop saying he, he wants I, I don't retire. hate Tom Brady? He, he I don't said know Brady Tom should have retired three years ago. Tom Brady's 44, and he might be the MVP. No, uh, cut that, that that team, he's not the MVP, and that team doesn't feel the same or as good as they were uh, a year ago. Let's just be honest. I mean, they, they, they don't feel that way. They have lost. Two of their last three. Now they yes. did beat the Giants pretty pretty good, but I I don't have the Bucks in there. I think when it's all I, when it's all said and done, I think the Packers are a little bit better, top to bottom right now, and they're playing better. And then when the Cardinals get healthy, do not sleep on them. Okay, he right. is Tyler Dragon, sports reporter for USA Today. You can follow Thanks, him on Tyler. Twitter at the Tyler Dragon. Good stuff, Tyler. Uh, have a hope you have a happy Thanksgiving weekend, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for having me on. Talk to you guys soon. All right, coming up, we will wrap up the show. Rob will get off any parting shots he wants to on his best friend, Tom Brady. No, and I don't Steph rip Curry, on Tom Brady. Uh, Michael guys. Jordan, you you, LeBron, who Only you because go I'm not a fanboy, you hate me. Is that what it is? I, I think it's a haters ball here on Black Friday on the Dan Patrick Show. He's Rob Parker. I'm Jason McIntyre. We'll be back to wrap up the show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And myself, Jason McIntyre, in for Dan Patrick and company. I would assume they'll be back Monday, but who knows? Um, it's funny. I just got a text, Rob. You'll like this. One of my buddies out here in L.A., I yep. guess his friend is listening, and he writes, I love when your boy and Rob Parker guest host on Dan Patrick. Their back and forth is great. Uh, Good stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think people generally like it, you know? Uh, I, I don't think Dan Patrick is as debate-heavy as we are. Um, but you know, I, I like to push buttons. Um, I know the buttons to push with you and you clearly don't like guys that I like or don't think of them as highly as I do. Right. Um, it's so a that's definitely, why it's fun, you know, right. It, it kind of is like, uh, with Chris Bouchard on the odd couple and I, I will be doing the odd couple tonight on Fox oh sports gosh. radio, Double 7 dip. to 10 PM, double Jeez. dipping on the holiday. Oof. You know what? When you're divorced and you don't have any kids, you know what I'm saying, Jason? You yeah. work on the holidays, right? Yeah. I mean, seriously. If I had a family, it'd be different. Yeah. Uh, but I'll be on tonight, so if you want to check out the Odd Couple, uh, please do. Yeah. Uh, Duke Gonzaga College Hoops, really good game tonight. Two potential top five picks. Uh, who you got in that one, Duke or Gonzaga? That's a good question. 
Yeah. Is, uh, I'm not going Krzyzewski's. against Gonzaga. No, you're gonna. So you're yeah. gonna. You're gonna uh, bet dude, against. They're, they're not gonna lose a game until maybe the tournament. That's how stacked Gonzaga is. Um, Ohio State, Michigan. Who you got? Oh, I got Ohio State. Uh, would you I, bet I them? Just, it looks like they're favored by seven and a half. That feels so light, doesn't it, Rob? Yeah, I would. I would take that. I'd give the seven and a half. I think they could win by uh, fourteen point by two touchdowns. I really yeah, I, do. I think we're gonna know early now. If Harbaugh does not have some interesting special. Stuff cooked up for this game. If he comes out there and tries to do what he's done all season, it ain't gonna work. Like that's just the reality. They'll be ready. Um, there's a saying like, "The things that got you here won't get you where you're going." And if Harbaugh wants to finally beat Ohio State, he's got to come out with a ton of wrinkles and new stuff because nobody's afraid of his quarterback. I know the defense is good, the running game is strong, but like that ain't gonna beat Ohio State. They're they're great right now. Um, the way they're playing, right, they look like yeah. world beaters. And, uh, I mean, Harbaugh needs this to save his— Don't say job. They're no, not firing no, no. him. No, 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 but to save how he— how, Like the Michigan people, the real Michigan fans, and I'm not talking about people who are just happy that they got 10 wins and all that. They really expect to win. They want to win a championship. Well, hey, well, maybe and be it's time in that to mix. lower expectations, huh? Because nah, you're they, Michigan. They, they didn't you, you're not USC. A, uh, I'm sorry, not USC. They're not Ohio State. They're not Alabama. They're not Georgia. They're Michigan. They're a, you talked about Matt Stafford being a second or third tier quarterback. Michigan is a second or third tier program. I know that they have the money and the facilities and all that, but let's be and realistic. Their fan base, you know how tough and it they, is? They sell to out 100,000 people. Rob, do you, there's every, nothing else going Saturday. on in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Can, do you know how tough it is to get the best athletes in California or the best athletes in Florida to go to Ann Arbor, Michigan? It ain't happening. Yeah, yeah, but the point is, you're making the point that they can win 10 games or Harbaugh's won 10 games four years in a row, but he doesn't win any of the games that you need him to win. He can't beat Mel Tucker uh, from Michigan State. His first two appearances against Michigan, he beats them, including the biggest game in in a long time, Michigan and Michigan State. What about this? Jets, Texans, Zach Wilson back, a.k.a. the Mormon Mahomes, who you got. Jets, by the way, they were three-point underdogs. Mormon Mahomes? Is that what they're calling him, really? I've been calling him that for about 10 months now. And you know what? It shouldn't stick because uh, I got the Texans, and uh, I'm going to take the Texans. The Jets are are, are terrible. terrible. Matt, Matt Stafford and the Rams go into Green Bay. I'm calling it outright victory for Matt Stafford. And he's going to, after the game, say, Rob Parker, I told you, I deliver like FedEx, like Amazon. I'm the man. Give me Matt Stafford going into Green Bay and getting the dub. You want to bet some wings on that one? I'm going to say that, that straight up, no point spread. You said that they win. I said that they don't. People the last don't... time me and you bet, you bet Tam, Tom Brady and the Bucks to win outright. No, no, and no. And it no, cost that, you a so pair of that's, I only did that because yeah. I felt bad for you. You don't know how to gamble. The okay. Rams were underdogs, <laughs> and if I had bet with the spread, no. I would have won. But uh, you didn't bet with the spread. Well, I, I tried you to bet. bet you with the spread, and you won't bet because no. you don't do gambling. You when just you said, bet, there is no, a spread. No, you just said that Matthew right Stafford's going to win the game. Well, I, I'm taking on them on the money line. I've got money on the Rams on the money line. They're now one-point favorites. But with gambling, there is a thing called a spread. I know what the spread. spread is. Tampa will cover against Indy, by the way. Tom Brady loves Rob Parker. For Rob Parker, I'm Jason McIntyre. Thank you, Dan Patrick audience. We'll talk to you soon.